This is a conspiracy channel. Welcome to the Hush Channel. Conspiracies are, of course, going rapid amidst the news of the lost Ocean Gate Titan submersive. It has officially been confirmed as of Thursday, June 22nd of 2023 that the Titan survivors no longer have oxygen and have likely died, as there are speculations that a sonar device detected the implosion of the submersive via a series of knocks. Before moving forward, I would like to take a moment to say rest in peace to the passengers of the Titan submersible of Ocean Gate. 48-year-old Shazada Dawu and his 19-year-old son, Suleiman Dawood, 73-year-old Paul Henry Nargolet, 58-year-old Hamish Hardy, and 61-year-old Stockton Rush, the CEO of Ocean Gate. Now, a lot has been going on with the ocean. As of the beginning of June, the public was warned about a potential internet apocalypse that could last a minimum of two months. What does this have to do with the ocean, however? Well, more than 95% of international data is transmitted by wires at the bottom of the ocean through what is called submarine communication cables. In total, there are hundreds of thousands of miles long and can lie 8,000 meters below the surface at a depth that is almost as deep as Mount Everest is high. meters equates to 4.971 miles or 26,246 feet deep. Mount Everest is the highest altitude on the surface which has about a mean sea level peak at 29,029 feet or 8,848 meters. These submarine cables are each owned by various private investors, either large telecom carriers, content delivery providers, or investor groups. Only 1% of these submarine cables are owned or owned in part by a government entity. Most people believe the internet is tethered via the skies or outer space, but no, the deep oceans is where it's at. With all that is taking place in the ocean, there is also the orca frenzy to consider. These orcas, also known as killer whales even though they are dolphins, but these orcas have decided to collectively start dismantling boats. It started off as a seemingly singular idea, but the orcas have been spreading the news amongst their ranks and so far, there have been quite a few orca boat incidents. Hopefully for our sake, this is not their decided new innate course of action towards humans. It makes you think about how some animals may have just started off kind to mankind but after numerous bad encounters with us they are now wired to see us as the enemy and possibly food sort of like the hundredth monkey effect where japanese snow monkeys on the island of kojima were fed sweet potatoes dropped on the ground for them to eat they loved these sweet potatoes but hated the dirt one monkey found she could wash the sweet potatoes in the salty water to clean it and improve its flavor she taught this technique to her family and soon all the monkeys on kojima were doing it. What scientists found interesting was that the act of washing the potatoes in the ocean salty water had jumped overseas to other colonies of monkeys without these monkeys having any type of possible contact with these other colonies of monkeys on the other islands, showing the existence of conscious awareness, collective consciousness.
business or what is sometimes termed as hive mentality or groupthink. But even more so, this experiment also showed the ideal of the collective unconscious as space, time, and distance did not stop these monkeys from being able to adapt like the Kojima monkey colony. But given the intelligence of animals like dolphins, elephants, octopuses, and even bats, these are not animals that you want to turn on mankind as a collective. They are too intelligent. It will be all over for us and quick. Despite us naming these specific dolphins, killer whales, they are typically unlikely to attack humans out of aggression or hostility. These dolphins are typically our friends in the sea. There are numerous instances of these babies saving our lives and taking down sharks just for us and swimming alongside our kind peacefully and happily. So for them to show this type of aggression is quite questionable and quite frankly it is scary but that leads to the question of whether this is another experiment gone wrong this is the virgin's 2016 article on the navy sonar that harms whales and dolphins and how it was improperly approved and used across 70 percent of the world's oceans it reads the U.S. Navy is now using a particular type of sonar in more than half of the world's oceans under an illegal permit. That sonar harms marine mammals like whales, dolphins, seals, and walruses. On Friday the 9th, U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in California found that a 2012 regulation that allowed the Navy to use a low-frequency active sonar for training and testing violates the Marine Mammal Protection Act. The sonar harms whales, dolphins, seals, and walruses. The court found that the National Marine Fisheries Service, NMFS, which gave the authorization, is not doing enough to avoid harming or killing marine mammals under the law. The Marine Mammal Protection Act calls for the least practical adverse impact on marine mammals and their habitats. The court also found that the federal agency failed to protect areas of the world that its own government experts had flagged as biologically important to protect marine life. Such areas include the Galactic Galapagos Islands off the coast of Ecuador, the Papahanaumokuakea Marine National Monument off of Hawaii, and Challenger Bank off of Bermuda. The Navy had been authorized to use the high-intensity long-range sonar called Low Frequency Active Sonar or LFA for five years across more than 70% of the world's oceans in areas of the Pacific, Atlantic, and Indian Oceans and the Mediterranean Sea. The NMFS has to set certain limits to activities like military training that could harm marine mammals. The goal is to reduce the impact on marine life to its lowest possible level. In 2005, 34 whales died because of Navy sonar training. The Navy uses LFA to detect quiet foreign submarines. The sonar involves the use of 18 speakers lowered hundreds of feet below the surface. It produces low frequency sound pulses of about 215 decibels and sequences that last about 60 seconds. That can interfere with over hundreds of miles with some marine mammals like whales, dolphins, and walruses that rely on underwater sound for navigating, catching prey, and communicating. LFA sonar can harm the animals by interrupting mating, stopping communication, causing them to separate from cows, and inflicting stress. Sounds above 180 decibels can disrupt the animal's hearing and cause physical injury. In 2005, 34 whales became stranded and died off in North Carolina 
because of nearby offshore Navy sonar training, according to Scientific American. To limit harm, the NMFS requires the Navy to shut down or delay sonar transmission if there are nearby marine mammals. It also forbids the Navy to produce pulses of 180 decibels or more within about 14 miles of any coastline or within 0.6 miles of several offshore biologically important areas. All these regulations exist to try to minimize the impact that the use of LFA sonar has on marine mammals to try to comply with the law. But the court found that the measures are not enough. Now, according to the court, this systematic underprotection of marine mammals cannot be consistent with the requirement that mitigation measures result in the least practical adverse impact on marine mammals. One of the NMFS's arguments is that too little data on marine mammal distribution is available to ensure protection of certain habitats. But even when the federal agency consulted with leading marine mammal experts, their opinion was disregarded. According to Michael Jasney, the director of the Marine Mammal Protection Project at the Natural Resources Defense Council, or NRDC, one of the organizations that brought the case against the NMFS, according to him, the court soundly rejected that approach. In doing so, it has ruled in ways that could significantly alter the way that the agency does business under the law. When enough data is lacking, the NMFS should err on the side of overprotection rather than underprotection. This is the third time that the Navy's authorization to use its LFA sonar has been challenged in court. In 2002, when the Navy first sought authorization for its LFA sonar system, and in 2007, plaintiffs and the Navy reached a court-ordered settlement allowing the use of LFA in significantly reduced areas of the world's oceans, according to the NRDC. And again, according to what Jasney says, is that what the fisheries service did here was consistent with what until now has been an inadequate approach to mitigation that the scientific and conservation communities have frequently criticized the agency for. The link for this 2016 The Verge article will be posted in the description. In short, the Navy is doing who it wants to do, when it wants to do it, where it wants to do it, what it wants to do, for whatever reason it wants to do it, and however it wants to do it, no matter what. But now, the seas and its inhabitants are speaking up and fighting back. And rightly so, but now we have a problem. You know, mankind has yet to mature to the point whereas collectively we understand just because we can do something doesn't mean we should do it. And this is one of these situations like why so with everything going on with the ocean's water it has people wondering if the waters of the earth are actually speaking up and protesting was the titan possibly attacked by killer whales did the passengers of the titan even board the submersible were they potentially faking their deaths or was the titan on a guised mission whereas they were searching for an ancient artifact a hidden land or another dimension even and with many of the wealthy going missing and even dying in the most random ways as of recent have they and the others decide to just jump ship like the movie 2012 and they are actually alive somewhere else given the deaths of the titan passengers it seems convenient that the implosion would leave no evidence of them ever being down there or there's also the conspiracy of did the titan get attacked by the lost souls of the titanic shipwreck did the titan get attacked by the enslaved of the transatlantic who may or may not be alive and may actually be sea entities given their ancestors and everything that comes with that. 
if you follow this channel all i practically speak about is the abysmal deep waters and what the ancients spoke of them and how it all adds up and reveals itself in the most obvious yet hidden ways all over the place in today's time like everything traces back to that it has to be true trust me i try to branch out and do other phenomena but the more i deep dive on these other phenomena the more i keep ending back up at the same thing the abyss and its entities its sentience the anunnaki the aliens the gods the spirits whatever you want to call them in your belief systems angels fate all that good stuff it keeps going back there and that's the thing about the truth when it's the truth it's the truth no matter how you approach it from upside down right side up left right diagonal the truth is going to be the truth no matter how you look at it observe it trace it so these are the conversations that are brewing all across the internet at current what do you think